0: Hi, Black Women Be Well family. Welcome to another episode. My name is Jennifer Tomlinson, host, and I'm so grateful for you all to be here with me today for another special episode. Today, we have with us the incomparable Danielle Joseph. Um, She is many wonderful things, minister, mentor, coach, author, Businesswoman. I mean, she's just everything and all things. Um, Her Instagram summarizes that she helps women create strategies to overcome their current season. And she is joining us today. And I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the show, Danielle.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Jennifer. I really appreciate it.
0: Now, listen, I've been trying to have you on the show for a long time.
1: Yes, I think a year.
0: (laughs) A year. And my heart was set like we're gonna come back to the studio. The studio is gonna open up. COVID is gonna, you know, end, and you'll. And I really wanted to be with you in person at the studio right. on campus, and it just didn't happen. I was like, I'm not gonna wait anymore. I need you on right. the show. <laughs> yes, I'm so happy to be here. And um, for those that don't know, I know Danielle a long time. We actually went to the same college, mm-hmm. and but she is really well known in the central florida community with all of her coaching and her public speaking um um, but she has her own podcast and it is called the infertility podcast yeah and what's really cool about it is she has the word in in these brackets so infertility which is just dope yes i'm a super fan i'm and i i'm glad that you're here with us to talk to us about your show so let's start with that okay tell our audience about your show and everything about it
1: right so Um, Again, thank you so much for allowing me to be on your platform. And as you stated, we go way back and you graced my podcast um, when we were just kind of starting out. So definitely appreciate the support and the love. Um, So the podcast started in 2019 um, and it was in the midst of a really, really tough season for me. Um, You know, just to go back uh, a couple of years, you know, 2017, my father got sick. Um, he had open heart surgery in 2017, and in 2018, I lost grandparents on both sides of my family. So dealing with grief, dealing with loss, um, dealing with you know trauma, and trying to conceive. So my husband and I mm. now we've been married for five years, but at that point we were married about two to three years, um, and so we were trying um, to conceive for about a year. With no nothing happening. Um, And so, you know, the women in my family, you know, mentors are like, okay, just go, you know, speak to the OBGYN, let them know, hey, you've been trying for a year, nothing is happening. Um, And so I did that. And um, they're like, okay, let's try six more months, and we'll go from there. And Mm -hmm. did that. And, um, they, and they started me on a Clomid, which is a, a pill that will help you ovulate because in their minds, they felt that I was not ovulating. Mm. So I remember the first month I was, you know, prescribed a Clomed and, um, the nurse was, you know, she was being super sweet. And she's like, um, she's like, you never know the first time you take it, you might get pregnant. And in my head, I'm like, she's just being nice, you know, mm-hmm. trying to make me feel comfortable. Cool. So I ended up getting pregnant. Um, oh yeah. But, and I, I really had a new perspective in the sense that um, I'm walking in, like you said, the mm. in, in brackets. So in fertility, um, I mean, I may have some challenges trying to conceive, but that right. doesn't mean that I won't conceive. Right. Right. Um, so the, the podcast launched, um, June of 2019 and July of 2019, I had another miscarriage. Um, So I had already kind of put the trains on the track to do this podcast, there was a lot of like momentum, you know, behind it. And here I am in the midst of another miscarriage, and I'm launching this podcast. Um, But let me tell you, it's been so therapeutic. to talk about it you know um, because it's such a taboo subject so to be able to talk about it and to also have people come on and talk about their story and their season of infertility and overcoming it so um we have have recorded three seasons thus far We're, we're recording the fourth season now um 15 thousand downloads plus at this point wow hundred episodes. Girl. yeah so it's just grown into something that yeah. I never imagined you know what I mean I'm like yeah. who's gonna listen to this my aunt my mom <laughs> you know they barely listen you know but um I appreciate it but um you know it's just turned into something that I did not anticipate it to turn into you know I have people dming me emailing me about the impact and I'm oh. like wow had I kind of like muzzled my mouth had I just, you know, said, okay, yeah, just kidding. I'm not, not launching this anymore type <laughs> of thing. Um, what would happen? So it's just, it's been a great journey. Um, I, I have people who often say, you know, it's one thing to overcome something and talk mm-hmm. about it and it's mm-hmm. to be in it and talk about it, right? So um, I've found strength in pushing through and plowing through and being committed and consistent to it. And um, I'm looking forward to what season four will bring. I think yeah. I, I had to change strategies to to get people to to come on and, and speak. Um, before it was kind of like people that I knew, people who recommended other people. But now I ha- I've it's really um, pushed me to network and and mm-hmm. and, and speak to individuals who um, you know would be open to sharing their story you know what I really love about what you said too is um it
0: it was so huge for you to take that word and reframe it and it really speaks to because I you know I've sat in on some of your public speaking Mm -hmm. um um, uh, engagements and your big thing is seasons yes um so I'm curious like how would you describe 2019 for you you reclaim that word but what season and and maybe even because my listeners are new, might be new to your platform. Can yeah. you explain your season thing real quick? Because it's really yes. an adult concept. Um, and then tell us what season you think you were in in 2019.
1: So in, in 2019, it was a, um, and I tell people this, all, this t- all the time, that you can find yourself in different and, and different aspects of your life, you can be in different seasons, right? Mm-hmm. I may be flourishing in my work. I may be flourishing in my career. Um, but I'm still going through this, 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 uh, trying to overcome. infertility, mm-hmm. Right. And so we find ourselves being successful in one area and, um, unable to navigate another area. And so 2019 was a lot of that. Um, it was, it was, uh, uh, I was definitely in the waiting season in all aspects of my life Um, at that time. I was in the waiting season for my career. I was in the waiting season trying to um, conceive. You know, there was so many things that I was waiting on, right? But the beauty of waiting um, and in my platform, it's called Watch and Wait. It's not that you're waiting and you're just idly waiting and not doing any work or doing anything to um, move forward, right? You're you're doing the strategies necessary to push forward. And so in 2019, I was not only dealing with, um, you know, this challenge of multiple miscarriages, going to doctor visits um, and all this, but in work, I was in a um, really to be totally honest, like a very toxic work environment and to the point where my resignation letter was written and saved on my desktop because any given day I was ready. Girl, I understand that a hundred
0: percent. Been there, know exactly what you're talking about.
1: (laughs) So I mean, it was just too much. It was too Mm -hmm. much. And I told God, I was like, you know, something's got to give because Mm -hmm. I can't be struggling in all areas right now like this just is just too much. And so I was going through uh, you know my husband and I it's like we were running parallel lines because he was also in a very volatile, you know, crazy work environment mm-hmm. as well. And so we were trying to navigate through that and I do believe, you know, a lot of the stress um may have caused some of the challenges we were having health-wise. Okay. And so um in 2019 I was definitely in the waiting season and so the my program or, or my platform really speaks about four seasons, just as we see it in the natural. Okay. So um, for spring, it's planting and preparation. So spring's a time where you plant seeds in hopes of getting a harvest. So in my job, I was planting and preparing because I wanted to, although I was still waiting for a promotion, I was doing what I needed to do um, to get that promotion, right? right? So I was sharpening my skills. I was applying for jobs. I was touching up my resume. I was speaking to individuals, networking. And so, um, that's one of the seasons, uh, within my, my platform, um, talks a little bit about watching weight. Watching weight is kind of like the summer, um, uh, because especially if you live in Florida, you know, our summers are hot, <laughs> right? And so- Right you're watching and waiting and hoping that the seeds that you planted are, you know, they're good, you know? So, um, you know, it's a season that you you feel like even sometimes you're in a drought, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when you're in the waiting season, uh, you know, I just put out a reel about this is like, you feel like everyone around you is getting the, what they prayed for, what they wanted, what their dream for. And you're the one that's just kind of like, I'm waiting for Mm -hmm. it, so that's watch and wait. Um, Enhancement and elevation is a a good one and a a funny one because I get questions on this all the time, like, why do you have this one? So enhancing elevation is autumn, so autumn is when you see, you know, the fruits of your labor, but I'm really big about, yes, celebrate yourself, celebrate your victories, but you got to still prune, you still got to, you know, move forward, and so even though you have a harvest, even though you reached and attained your goals... What are you doing next to still sharpen your sharpen your, your tool yeah. and, and move forward? So that's enhancement and elevation. And then finally, committed and consistent, mm-hmm. which is um, winter. And we know that most of the holidays fall in winter. And we know how we get on the last <laughs> quarter of every year. We get real <laughs> complacent with our goals, you know, mm-hmm. real complacent with our eating habits, because it's Thanksgiving, it's Christmas, it's um, Kwanzaa, it's all the holidays. And you just get complacent. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. January, I'm back at it. Right. But um, in that season, you have to stay committed and consistent in order to reap, you know, a, a greater harvest. And mm-hmm. so that is um, committed and consistent.
0: I love your season curriculum because it just fits everything. And I know like even um, sitting through it, everybody can, can kind of analyze, you know, where they are in each area based on different aspects in their life. And so like for you in 2019 waiting, I just resonate with that so much because I'm waiting too. Like I'm waiting for this, where's the significant other right. and what, what am I doing to still <laughs> self-improve and still do my self-work and all that. But I'm like, bro, like where you at?
1: you know but you know you know my story I was single for seven years so I tell people all the time I have a PhD in waiting I feel like this time I might have a double PhD because I'm in the waiting to conceive but I was single for seven years until Mm -hmm. my husband and I reunited and so I definitely understand the waiting season yeah
0: and I I think that this is why I love your platform and why um I just want to make sure like our listeners know that your show its titled Infertility, but you talk about everything. Yeah, I do. It's I for anybody. Do. Yeah, yes. you do. So who do you think like your audience is really gauged for? Um, and what, what, a, like this kind of, can, can you give an overview of some of the things you do talk about to my listeners so that they yes. can- feel motivated to, you know, to, to jump on your platform.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, I think the, the, the title, it, it, it grabs attention, right. Mm -hmm. Um, and it does, we do talk about infertility and I make sure that even when I know I am blessed and I will be a mother, this is still a topic that I want to discuss. So, Mm -hmm. um, we've talked about ways of of, um, still incorporating different things that I feel are important, you know? Um, so on the podcast, we talk about infertility. We allow women to come on and talk about their infertility story, their journey, whether they have come and and have children now, or they're still in the midst of, of the season. If they feel comfortable speaking about it, they are welcome to join. We talk about grief, um, because grief comes in different forms. And I think 2020 really, um, taught people that that grief is not only the loss of dealing with the loss of life and we dealt a lot of that in in 2020 but grief is also things that we wanted to do that we didn't get the opportunity to do right and so um dealing and unpacking grief I think is very important so we've had a um uh, quite a bit of people come on and and talk about grief, and in season four, I do have someone lined up that's going to talk about it as well. We talk about mental health, we talk about um, self care. Um, I intervene and and talk about my own personal um, story to help you know people um, you know learn maybe from my mistakes or, or my journey. Uh, and so I just love the overall transparency and openness. Yeah of people who come on and we just, we talk about different things. In October, we focus on um, infant and, and infant and child loss. And so women come and talk about their story and some, you know, have not have children, you know, and others have gone on, but they're still dealing with the grief. And so we talk about that. We unpack that. And I think for me, one of the biggest things is I'm a bit of a rebel. Um, I'm a pastor's kid, but I'm a bit of a rebel in the sense that I like to push the envelope. And if you tell me that we shouldn't be talking about it, I want to talk about it okay um so that's what I do I'm like oh okay we you said we can't talk about it oh <laughs> Matt, we're gonna talk about it <laughs> a little
0: bit of a radical yes, Go USF, so yes. you know yes. that's how we
1: roll <laughs> yes yeah. so I, I like to push the envelope a little bit yeah so, um I, I you know that was one of the main things is like um when I started the podcast people were like well do you want to talk about this like this is you know this is a taboo subject. Mm-hmm. May not be well received, and that sort of thing. And I had to really sit down and say, okay, do I really want to do this? Because it's going to require me a new level of transparency.
0: Yeah, Encourage. Yeah, Encourage. And I and I what I appreciate is that we need to talk about it. Yes, you know, and that's a part of the process. A lot of us feel so isolated and alone, and we yes. don't realize that our sisters are experiencing what we. Are experiencing, and they might have some experience that they could help me. Like, so it is important for some of these topics to be discussed, you know? So I appreciate you for having the courage. Thank you. Yeah. And I appreciate that you're, you're, like I said, your show is for anyone. You had me on there. I ain't got yeah. no kids. I ain't trying to have no kids.
1: We, <laughs> we talked about singleness. We talked about PCOS. We talked a little bit about everything, you know? You and that's what I love. It's just, for me, like, I always tell people when they come on, and especially those who are nervous, I'm like, it's mm-hmm. just a conversation that you're having with me. And it's just recorded. And yeah. there may be thousands <laughs> of people who may listen to it. But let's not <laughs> talk about that piece. <laughs>
0: You know and what I really love about your show too is I get a lot out of it. I, I really thought I was going to be a mother too. Yeah, that was always in my head. Like I'm, I always, I'm a, I'm a natural nurturer, yes. natural ed- educator. So I. You're always, born in March, so you know you guys are nurtured. We're a little, we're a little lovey dovey. So yes. like in my head, like I'm going to have five kids. And I want a big family, and then you know I just I'm waiting. Just yes. you know nothing's happened in terms of like a relationship i just turned 35 and now the clock is ticking and this is within the last two years was the first time i ever even thought about like do i do i actually want kids and listening to your show honestly it's just a great opportunity for me to kind of reflect and think through that Mm -hmm. because i think the worst thing is um for for a single people you know uh you get a kid, then you realize after you have the kid, you don't want a kid. That's not, <laughs> you know, So a lot of ways I've, uh, you know, through your help and just great people in my life, I've been really thanking God, like, thank you for giving me this length of time to actually think about it mm-hmm. versus having maybe had a kid earlier on and then being like, Oh, you know, if this is for me, you know? So I really appreciate people like you creating these types of platforms and it, like I said, people might see your show and say, oh, this is for people who are interested in having kids. No, this is for anyone in any part, any stage of your life, mm-hmm. um, because you really allow us to have space to, to even think about the process and yes. um, and all that stuff. So I really appreciate that. Um, so we, I got on your show, we talked about PCOS. Can we yes. talk about that a little bit? Because that's how yes. my show started. Um, it was supposed to be a three-episode experiment on PCOS, and then it became a thing, <laughs> um, but I well, do
1: <laughs> like, wait, people are
0: actually listening people to this? People want more stuff, <laughs> but I didn't know you had it until you invited me to your show.
1: So, yeah, I, I never um, got diagnosed with it, still to this day. I'm still oh. you know, running different tests and different things, but I just know my body, right? And so I can only speak to the fact that I know when things are off, right? Mm-hmm. And if you look at the list of symptoms, right? And you have to understand that PCOS is a syndrome, mm-hmm. right? So once you look at it from that aspect, you can look at some of those, those symptoms and say, well, I have that, you know what I mean? Or over the course of the past two to three years, these symptoms have really amped up you know um I used to have really really bad menstrual cycles Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until my adulthood that I realized that's really not normal Mm -hmm. but but we just (laughs) grow up in our culture like it is what it is you know drink some tea and lay down like that's that's what they tell us you know right so you don't you don't even know that hey this is there's something going on you know Um, and so, you know, through my time of trying to conceive, I feel like it's just really just amped up. Um, and maybe it's just my knowing my body, you Mm -hmm. know, I could tell like there was times where my, my hormones were completely imbalanced, um, you know, not being able to lose weight, you know, and I know we get, as we get older, it becomes more difficult. Right. But to just be eating salads and no,
0: it's a whole different ball game with this syndrome. you're totally right it's a whole the weight doesn't happen you do not lose weight at all how am i
1: eating salads only smoothies only and i'm gaining weight like there's something wrong (laughs) you can't tell me that there's nothing wrong with it right wrong you know so that was like the huge indication and not to say that i was skinny by no stretch was i ever a skinny person but i had a healthy weight you know and it Mm -hmm. wasn't until um, really, after I got married, that a lot of these symptoms, and I believe you know stress had a lot to do with it too, with um, making the the syndrome and the cyst- and the symptoms worse. Yeah, um, I was having acne, and I'm like, bro, I'm like 34, <laughs> 33 years old. What do I? you know, why do I have acne? Thank God in my, I don't know. I don't know if it's COVID or the less, my new job, less stressful, whatever. Acne has not been a problem since I've been Thank God God for that. But it's like, when you look at all those symptoms, you could see that um, something is off. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I really honestly, because the doctors kept saying, oh, your tests are fine. Nothing's coming back. I had to take matters into my own hand because I said, I know what I'm feeling, you know? And so I just, um, made some conscious decisions like cutting um down my sugars um cuz i love sweets mm-hmm. um cutting down you know how much dairy i have um and switching you know completely off you know milk and and just doing almond milk and you know i think the the biggest thing i can't give up is cheese Ooh, <laughs> um, God, i love cheese yeah, so, oh my
0: gosh
1: <laughs> yeah so i haven't found an alternative for that so that's that you know? <laughs> So, um, you know, in the past year, you know, looking at doing more low carb, um, I tried keto, but it's just, it just isn't working. I don't know. I think I need to get a chef or something to help me.
0: Keto, Keto wasn't, it wasn't for me either. I just can't eat that much meat and fat. Yeah, it's the fat piece and the meat. You're right. It's just too much. This
1: just a lot. Yeah. And so <laughs> I, I, in August of last year, I started also um, taking a supplement that I need. I'm going to start talking about it on my platform, um, which is ovastol. I think that's the way you say it. And it's just um, a supplement that helps with um, menstrual, you know, health, oh, okay. and, um, you know, your eggs and um, hormone imbalance and insulin resistance. And I feel like I had a lot of insulin resistance. Yeah. And of course that affects your hormones that affects, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, trying to conceive and all those things. So I've really in the past um, year or so have done my own work to try to um, help with it. Even though I have not been diagnosed with um, PCOS, I have a lot of those um, symptoms. And so just doing my best to do better. Right. That's
0: what we talked about on on your show a lot. Like, taking matters in your own hand Mm -hmm. and getting and and creating the medical treatment that is is right for you the the thing is hard to diagnose it's Mm. hard some doctors don't get it right um even on my show me and my sister just talked about how for years doctors would just say oh you have a hormone imbalance it wasn't until like i was like listen this nah this is the thing like hey you figure out how to you know test for this or whatever and there's every doctor's approach is different and yes. testing for it and, and deciding on it. So like you said, you know, your body yes. and you've built the team of medical experts to help you make informed decisions on how you want to diet, on the supplements you're taking. Yes. Um, and it's, I think that's just such a, the self-advocacy part is such an important part with PCOS and specifically too with people doing, you know, their fertility journey. So mm-hmm. I love that about, um, where you are in your PCOS journey that you're like, nah, I'm, I'm about to, I'm about to figure this out.
1: Yeah. Because <laughs> listen, like, you're the one living in your body. Yeah. You know what means, so you know what you're experiencing, like, I understand that my blood work is coming back fine. I understand like all these tests and everything's coming back fine, but I know what I'm feeling. You know what I mean? Right. How right. to get into the driver's seat and, and say, okay, this is the direction we're going to go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, you know, our show
0: is dedicated on talking about health and wellness um, from the Black female experience. But last year, I ended up getting a lot of um, white female allies who listen, which is I just totally appreciate the love um, and that they're interested in hearing our perspective. Uh, So I have a question for you. And I do want you to answer it through the black female experience, but also if you just have general information for women in general, um, for those that are interested in, in, um, starting, like thinking about having kids based on your experience, do you have any advice for black women or women in general on how to start that journey?
1: Yeah. So, you know, from the, from my lens as a black woman, I think one of the challenges that we face or obstacles we face is everyone just automatically assumes that we are fertile, that the first time that we, you know, make that decision that we want to conceive, it's going to happen. And I experienced that within my own family because all of the women in my family had honeymoon babies. I am a product of a, I am a honeymoon baby. Um, My sister got married maybe two, three years after I did she had a honeymoon baby. So that is just like what comes with the territory, you know? And I think a lot of doctors, a lot of medical professionals just kind of, I don't want to say automatically assume, um, but feel like, okay, they're, they're, they don't have these type of issues. These are the type of issues that they have. And so they look at it from that lens um, and it makes it difficult for you to navigate how to move forward, right? Because no one really teaches you about these things. Like, there's right. things learning that I'm like, how come I didn't teach you this? <laughs> like, how come, you know, th- there wasn't a class on this, you know? <laughs> so you're out here trying to, um, you know, you're a woman, you know, you, you're, you're, you're the one that's kind of driving this, your woman's health. And it's like, you don't even have the appropriate information to move forward. Right? right. So one thing I would say is, um, that I wish, you know, I, I knew earlier or maybe took heed to some advice. Cause some people did give me this advice early on is to seek, um, a fertility specialist. Okay. okay. And I think, um, you know, OBGYNs, they have, you know, great tools, great knowledge, um, but sometimes you have to go a layer deeper, right, and so my experience with my OBGYN was, it wasn't a bad experience, but what I realized is, there's certain exams that you have to take on certain days, certain blood work that you have to take, you know, within your um, cycle, and they weren't adhering to that, Uh Um, Certain, you know, and, and everything was coming back fine, right? Um, so I had to be open to um, making that investment to see a fertility specialist, right? Um, and thank God, so far, everything still has come um, back fine, but it's knowing and understanding right. how it all works. And, and I feel like when you have a fertility specialist, they take the time to explain it. Um, so if someone is a if one of your listeners is is um you know navigating this space, I would say, you know, consider consider yeah. consider consider taking a that approach to a, a fertility specialist. The
0: other thing I would Wow, well, hold on a second, pause yes. because you you said a lot. In, uh, <laughs> <All right. laughs> first thing. Yes. Um the assumption that black women are innately fertile is let's unpack that for a second because that was some truth that you said right there um and and when you said it the first thing that came to mind um is you know that stereotype of um women of color just kind of poor women of color just being able to just sprout out babies right. right correct and um I just think that's such an interesting, um, uh, archetype to live through as a black woman, because Mm -hmm. if you can't, or you struggle, you're going to innately think I'm not woman enough. Correct. Right. And so, so so that right there hit me Mm -hmm. when you said that, because I think even as a single woman and we're, you know, we're women of faith, we are Christian. I think even for me being unmarried at 35, Mm. Not having a family—I mean, that's some baggage I have to unpack. Yes, yes, you know—and yeah. um, still being fine in my singleness and and still seeing myself as a woman—that's mm-hmm. um, big. The second thing that I thought of when you said that—I just had an interview with Erica Stallings. She came on my show to talk about um, um, breast cancer and the mutation gene, mm. um, and talked about it with Black women. And she mentioned how the breast cancer movement, you know, became like a a white female movement, right? Yes. And it made me think about infertility. Yes. Like that's a like that's a whitewashed
1: issue. You know, I I recently started seeing a fertility specialist. Um and I will tell you in all of my doctor visits, I have yet to see a black woman. What I'm mm. the only Black woman sitting in the waiting room. Oh, you know, my COVID, goodness. COVID has us, you know, social distancing and, and what have you. Um, in all of my appointments, in all of my procedures, I have been the only Black woman. In that practice, there's only one Black person, and it's a Black male, and I chose him to be my my doctor. Wow. Yeah. So that's why I, I, I think it's really important to put that in insert that here that, you know, don't be afraid. Number one, I think it's a mental thing too. Like by going to a fertility specialist, maybe you're saying that something is wrong. No, Mm -hmm. you want to find out the truth. You want to know what it is. Like for me, I went into it saying, I want to know what's going on. You know, if it's me, it's me. If it's my husband, it's my husband. We're going to work through it. It's okay. Right. Um, So I think that uh, it comes, there's a lot of shame, you know, there's a lot of shame, there's a lot of isolation, um, but in all of my appointments with my fertility specialists, the ones I've had to go in office, I have always been the only black female, and they may not even think I'm black because of my hair, (laughs) but I'm black. (laughs) black
0: black okay black 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 okay This is why this is why i'm so glad that women are able to talk and that you know you and i are even occupying this space because mm-hmm. someone is going to listen to this and i hope that this can unlock something for someone that it's not something to be ashamed about mm-hmm. seek the help because it's there mm-hmm. but we're not using it um and it's not a rich white woman thing you can go to a specialist and I know that you know access to medical care has its own issues Mm. and in terms of accessibility and if your insurance can cover and a lot of us are working um you know working class poor and it's difficult but don't don't immediately dismiss it you know Mm. like at least start with your primary care doctor just start asking questions if that's the only thing you have access to but it's not a rich white woman thing like we we we're allowed to be a part of this
1: yes and the other piece that I was going to say to couple with the fertility specialist is therapy um Mm. last year hubby and I we just made the decision like we're going to invest in therapy um because in my mind it's like the worst thing I can do is have all this grief have all this baggage um And I know having a child is not gonna help me remedy all of the trauma that I went through. Okay. So I have to make the conscious effort to seek help, you know, to move forward, to unpack, to um, navigate this new space, you know. Um, I think that's another kind of area when we're talking about fertility that we don't really talk about is the need for therapy and the need of a counselor, you know. like I said earlier, my father is a pastor. I, I do believe, you know, pastors can give great advice. They can give, you know, great wisdom, but that doesn't negate the fact that you need a therapist. Yeah. Period. And that's coming in church their whole life. So, um, therapy is necessary. I always say Jesus in therapy because (laughs) life is just rough, you know what I mean? And so, um, I think the two things that has really helped in the past year or two with navigating this space is um, seeking, you know, a fertility specialist and not being ashamed or or feel some type of way of doing Mm -hmm. that. And then second is having a therapist. And we were grateful to find someone who specializes in, you know, fertility. Um, And she was a a black woman as well. Mm -hmm. so That was great. And so, I mean, and now that I'm thinking about it, I was like, we, we're building up a, a team of, of black folks. I got like hey. black <laughs> doctor to deliver my baby.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I'm so glad you added that. Yeah, because yeah. um, I, you know, that's big on our on our platforms. We we really emphasize Jesus and therapy or whatever religious yeah. affiliation you're. Just make sure you have the therapy too. You know, <laughs> um, and that's something I wouldn't have thought of. Like the grief is a real part of that of the mm-hmm. journey. That yeah, if you don't have Um, the inner resources, uh, definitely, uh, that's, that's good to know that therapy should be a part of the equation. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good tip for our our non-Black listeners, too, um, our allies. If you're listening, I'm sure that's something that you might not have considered as well, like seeking out therapy if you're going through this process. And I always remind our our non-Black listeners, um, um, when you are hearing the experience, we're not, you know, it's not a, you know, a blame on you or whatever that it's so you know it's a white woman thing that's not what we're saying, but um, this is giving you an opportunity to hear diverse um, a diverse narrative of what this experience really looks like for non white women and I hope that in your spaces when you can advocate for us hearing someone like Danielle or whoever, um, hearing their story gives you perspective. Another thing that, um, came to mind when we were talking is just, you know, just in general, like we both have like these health wellness platforms and, um, in general, those platforms too are very white centered. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I think about like, if you Google like health and wellness, it's always like, you know, a white woman doing yoga or, uh, at the spa. Um, and so I guess my question for you, we can wrap up after this is, um, uh, what do you feel like your, uh, we know who, who, who your audience is, but what do you feel like your real message is for the listeners of your show? And, um, how important is, um, like just you being here doing it, how important do you think it is to, to the overall, um, genre of health and wellness?
1: Okay. So. For me, one of the things I will say um, to anyone who is listening in is the fact that there are always strategies to overcome whatever season you're in. Um, Whether you're dealing with grief, whether you're dealing with a situation um, at work and you're ready to leave like I was, whether you're dealing with infertility, uh, whatever it may be, I am big on the fact that in every season there is a strategy that you can utilize. Uh, to, to navigate mm. that season and never think that you're always going to be stuck there. Um, in the larger scheme of things, I think that we all have a um, voice and we all have a space in this world, right? I am not looking to impact a million people, but if I can just help one person, I've done what I'm called to do. And I can say that that's happened in the past two years, year of doing this podcast. Um, I think that um, in a sense, I've given a face to infertility. Mm -hmm. Um, I've given a voice to infertility. And for me, that is important. Um, Because you never know what um, someone is going through. You know, you never know what um, challenge someone is facing. And sometimes we're just stuck in our world we're stuck in our way of doing things that we don't even kind of see what someone else's experience is, yeah right and I remember um just a quick story one of my co-workers she would um be going in and out of the office all the time and like um appointments in the morning appointments in the afternoons and this was going on for a long period of time but I never you know thought to ask you know but it wasn't until like I kind of opened up and talked about you know I'm trying to conceive and, and, nothing is happening. And she explained all that she went through those doctors, mm. were, was her going through IVF, it was failed IVF transfers. It was, she explained all that she went through and it was, I was just in my cubicle doing my work and I had no idea. This is the experience that she was living and right the doctor, there next to you. Correct. You know, mm-hmm. um, and, and she had a failed adoption, um, had a baby <gasps> shower and everything, and then a failed adoption. Uh, and then when she finally, oh was my goodness. Adopt, she, um, kept it private until the day that she had the baby. And I understand because yeah. the first experience was traumatic. Yeah. So, um, you know, I feel like giving a face and, 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 uh, uh, providing space and openness for people to have those conversations. I think that's, what's really, really important. Um, the podcast kind of gives me the leverage to do that, um, mm-hmm. uh, because as I put out episodes, people provide feedback and mm-hmm. to engage in conversations. And I think that's really what is the um, utmost importance. And moving forward, um, I plan to kind of talk about what I've said in this the, this um, episode here with you is what has helped me in the past year for my own wellness. Yeah, um, because Regardless, you know, I know one day I will be a mother, whether that comes through me giving birth naturally or adopting, I I know that that is going to happen, but it's still, it, it, this topic, women's wellness, fertility, infertility is still something at my core that I would love to continue to to have a conversation. That's
0: awesome. And, um, when you talked about, you know, helping people find strategies out of any complex, um, time or season and giving a voice, I, I know that's true about, uh, that's an important pillar. Those are important pillars to you. I know that's true because I hear it when you do speaking in engagements. Yeah. I hear it in your reels. I hear it when I watch your uh, uh, sermons online. Yeah. Um, so I think that's just wonderful that, uh, you know, that that those are the pillars that are behind your um, your message and that you want to move this infertility conversation further. And it's already kind of happened, right? So yeah. <laughs> you have this journal right yes yes let's talk about this journal and this is a journal uh infer- infertility podcast journal right yes, and it yes. just came out tell our listeners about it
1: so that came out in november of last year um and this one is specifically for those who are on the journey of walking infertility and so in the journal there are um prayers there are declarations there are there's spaces for you to write out your thoughts Um, And it's really, honestly, some of those pages came from my own personal journal, right? Wow. (laughs) Yeah, so some of those verses, some of those conversations that I'm having within it, um, within the workbook is is from my own personal journal. Um, There are other things that I want to put out, but I really um, felt that it was important to start with this um, Mm -hmm. because it connects with, what I'm doing right now. Right. And, and having those conversations about infertility. And for me, I wanted to provide a resource yeah. that gave, um, you know, listeners or those who just may come across my page, something tangible to use during their own meditation devotion time. And so, um, that's really what the book is about. It's about like a hundred pages of, <laughs> of <laughs> you know, declarations, prayers, um, you know, verses that can help you, you know, get through the process. Uh, and I've re- really received some great feedback. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it that you made it. Yes. And that
0: you're the author of it. And, it. and it's an actual tangible resource that
1: someone can actually use. Can you tell
0: tell us how we can get a hold of it?
1: Yes. So um, on my website, www.iamdaniellejoseph.com, um, there is a button for like shop. You click that and everything's on there. All of my resources. I think I have some free downloads on there too. Um, and the workbook is on there as well.
0: Okay, people, download these uh, free resources and order your book today, okay? <laughs> and if you love the book and you heard it from the show, send Danielle a nice message and tell yes. her, you know, that you heard about the show through us and all that good stuff. Um, and you have other merchandise on there too and all yes. your social media stuff. And Yes. So if people want to stay connected, how can they stay connected? So
1: IG is really where I play. Um, people are like <laughs> really posting on Facebook. I'm like, I know, I need. To get it. <laughs> but I'm really on IG. So um, on Instagram, it's I am Danielle Joseph. On Facebook, um, it's Danielle Joseph, or you'll use um, Master Mentor Minister, and it'll pop up. Um, I'm not on Twitter anymore. I used to be, but you know, Twitter mm. can sometimes consume your life. And so yeah. <laughs> yeah, in general, but, um, I, I had to get off of Twitter. So those are the two main areas, but IG really provides you the, the flexibility to do more videos and be more engaged. Um, so I really enjoy being on Instagram. <laughs> awesome. Follow, follow my girl on Instagram. Um, make sure you subscribe to her podcast
0: uh if you're on if you use apple make sure you rate it and leave a comment she is also available for public speaking gigs so if you need her book her you know what i'm saying um maybe if you reference the show she'll give you like a little two percent discount or something <laughs> 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 drop my name or something no but um yeah danielle thank you so much and i'm just so glad we know each other we yes. both did podcasts the same year yes. and I just, and I don't know like why things happen the way they happen, but the fact that we both had wellness shows coming at the same time, I'm just like, yes, like let's keep amplifying black voices, you know, and I'm just so glad to know you and to be a partner, a thought partner with you. And so thank you for being here with us today. Thank you for having me. For sure. And uh, with that being said, um, we're out of here. Y'all better like this episode, okay? And we got new merch at the website, go to BlackWomenBeWell.com and buy a t-shirt. Um, and with that, listen, learn, and be well. Yes! Hi, podcast fam! Thanks for watching this latest episode of Black Woman Be Well. Make sure you like and subscribe to our YouTube channel for more podcast episodes and for exclusive video content. Also, if you really thought this conversation was beneficial, please share it. I know our show is called Black Women Be Well, but it's not just for black women, it's just our stories and perspective. So if you know anyone that's interested in being an advocate or ally for black women who wanna learn and wanna grow, tell them about this episode and tell them about the show. And like always, be well.